Hey everybody, it is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show, and I know you know that we, Neely and I, hate social media. So we really don't use it, except for one place that's uh, Locals. That's ClassicMetalShow.Locals.com. If you go there, you can interact with us. You can see the conversation going on with many members of the CMS Legion. There's giveaways, there's exclusive broadcasts. It's all in the one and only place that we do any kind of social media. That is the Classic Metal Show on Locals, ClassicMetalShow.Locals.com. Go there. show.com and uh that's great white from their one spit and release with uh fast road and kicking off the show uh tonight we heard something brand new from the rock believer release from scorpions called gas in the tank a little bit uh a little bit anthemic music there gas in the tank on a fast road and uh this guy's on a fast road to hell my good friend and partner Bacon. what's going on there chris i'll be i'll be there sooner than later my friend sooner than later is there, uh, is there something i should know no not yet when i die it'll be suddenly you know there there are very few warnings for that big fat guy heart attack are there it usually is just like holy shit he's dead wow no no <laughs> I, I think that hits everybody different yeah i don't know how, how did it hit your former brother-in-law it was like what well he didn't he didn't die of a heart attack <laughs> I thought he died of a heart attack. No, he died from uh, uh, septic shock because he didn't take care of his uh, diabetes. He didn't take his medicine. I think he, to be honest with you, that was, uh, I believe it's weird you bring that up because I think that was uh, three years ago today. Oh, no shit. Wow. Or, or yesterday. Yeah, three years ago yesterday, I think. I think it was uh, March 3rd or 4th. March 4th, I believe. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's where you brought that up. But uh, no, he, uh, I think he, you know, committed suicide slowly because things were not going good for him. And right. I think he just gave up on life and he just stopped taking his uh, uh, medicine, his medication for his diabetes. And he ended up uh, just, his system just got toxic and just shut down and he died. He did have a heart attack though at one point, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he was on the verge of one or he had to get stents. Right, as, as he was on the verge of one, and yeah, he did. You're, you're right. He did. He didn't actually suffer a heart attack. He he had to get stents though because he was right on the verge. He he had an infarction, as they an say, infarction. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it wasn't for my sister's uh, diligence and and watching over him, he probably would have had a heart attack and died. Ugh, well, but, but it was you know it was her keeping an eye on him and telling him you know. But, but again, uh, that was not to dredge up old old uh, history, but that, that again was somebody who was told by his doctor a year before that he needed to watch what he ate because his triglycerides were out of control and that if he continued uh, drinking his uh, diet soda and eating his uh, uh, Snickers bars and, you know, eating all this candy and all this other bullshit he was doing, Right. And uh, my sister really, really watched his diet and, and made sure he ate right and all these other things. And, you know, when he went in and got tested six months later, 
uh, he was fine. They said, wow, you got a tremendous drop in your triglycerides and you're healthy again. So stay with it. And right after that, he just went off the wagon and just started doing old bullshit again. Right. Wow. And before you know it, he was, uh, he was suffering heart, heart problems and he went in and they said, well, it's a good thing you came in because you might've been dead in a couple hours. Hmm. Wow. In a couple hours. Yeah. They said <laughs> he was right on the verge. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's just people, you know, they just, uh, you have a choice in life. You can take care of yourself or you don't have to, you know, yeah. if you do great. If you don't, <laughs> dude, I got nothing. I got no sympathy for you. I mean, as an adult, you know, every, we all have our own responsibilities to handle ourselves accordingly. And if that's how you choose to handle yourself, well, whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why people worry about anybody but themselves really, yeah, but I agree. I completely agree. So if you've learned anything from listening to the show, you're responsible for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Why do you think I'm always telling people I'm checking out in a few years? Cause I am, <laughs> I I'll tell you that now there is no 80 year 80th birthday for Chris Aiken. That is for fucking sure. And then the ironic thing is, is that you'll end up living till 90. No chance that's happening. <laughs> dude, I am telling you, to just even even now, I'm turning into such a fucking old guy, man. The fucking weather making my knee hurt. You know, give me the rheumatism in my knee. And <laughs> fucking every day I'm limping around. I got a cane that's handy just in case. You yeah, know, it's like, you, fuck. Well, maybe you need to start sucking back on, on grandpa's old cough medicine. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want to be old. Yeah. Old is for old people. That's yeah. not me. Well, you know, the, 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 uh, guy who, who said it best, Mick Jagger, it's what a drag it is getting old. And that guy's still prancing around on stage at 80 years old. That's right. Just, I, that is the most, that is the most ironic thing that one of the most iconic quote unquote dangerous bands out there that got into all kinds of shit, right. you know, drug busts and, and, you know, you name it as far as like a lifestyle is concerned. And they're the ones out there still dancing around on stage at 80 years old. <laughs> yeah. Still going strong. <laughs> That's just the weirdest damn thing, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, whatever it's, it's, I, I just don't think, you know, aside from intentionally, uh, uh, offing yourself or, or just intentionally just letting yourself go to shit. I, I don't think any of us have real control over when your time is going to come, you know, it's wow. why you live for today, man. That's what I, I agree. I agree with you. You know, that's, that's, you live for today. You can't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow may never come. Yeah, no guarantees. So you just do everything you can today. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you're there. Yep. I got to admit though, dude, talking about the diabetes, the diabetes, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, you know, I got a full workup when I was in the hospital with the COVID. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this is when they're finally going to tell me that I got the fucking beat us. You know, I, I really thought, cause you know, I'm a big is fat tub of shit. That, is that the name of it? The beat us, the beat us, the beats. <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't Michael Jackson have a song about that? Beatus, beatus. Yes. Don't think that your toes are keeping, <laughs> but I, I really thought that when they did all the blood work up, they were going to hit me with the, well, we can get you better from this, but you're going to have to start eating salad every day because right. your diet is shit and you're, you're fucking gonna, gonna die. They didn't hit me none of it. Cause I even asked, I said, I said, is there anything in my blood? And they were like, they were like, no, you know, cholesterol fine. 
blood pressure a little high, but a little high because I was in the fucking hospital, I yeah, think. Of course. Of course. And um and no no beatus. Yeah. Good I, I was for like, you. I was like, look at me, big fat tub of shit without any health problems. Imagine that. <laughs> well, you know me, I drink a ton of water. Yeah. And, and the last time I went and got a DOT uh, physical, you know, they always mm -hmm. take, your, you know, they always take a urine sample and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the and the and the practitioner lady who uh, was doing my workup for me or my, you know, fit little physical thing, she goes, "You have got the cleanest pee I've ever seen in my life." Mm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I don't think I've ever seen anything so pure. Right. She says you have hardly any impurities in here at all. Oh, well, thank you. Well, that's because you eat fucking sandpaper and you don't <laughs> fucking drink anything. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, yeah, I just think that's funny when, when they make a comment like that. Right. It's like, yeah, well, it's so clean you can drink it. Well, dude, you don't put anything bad into your system. Well, I try not to. I, I just don't like to feel bad. You know, everything just makes me feel. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell but you. That's a, that's a revelation, by the way. Neely says, I don't like to feel bad. Well, some people, <laughs> some people just, that's a normal way of life for some people. If they don't yeah. wake up with a hangover, they think something's wrong. True. You know, there's some people like that. They just, they're, they're used to feeling bad. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, hi, John. Speaking of that. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is, is that, you know, people who uh, say are eat poorly or they drink too much or whatever, and they, they feel bad and then they, for whatever reason, they decide to change their lifestyle and they start feeling good. It's just like, man, I've never felt this good before. It's just like, well, you're feeling like you should feel how you felt before this is abnormal for most people. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know about most people these days. I think most well, people are. Most people are mired in shit. Yeah, I know. I know. But again, we, we told our caller who called last week about, you know, trying to be a positive mental attitude. I mean, this, this two years, this last two years has taken a toll on a lot of people mentally and, you know, physically and, you know, yeah. financially and, you know, caused a lot of stress and, and pain and, uh, you know, just, just upheaval in their lives. And, I know it's tough to stay positive through that. And I mean, I think you and I both know uh, times where we, we were having a tough time. I had a tough t r run there, which we've talked about on the yeah. show before. And sure. man, it was tough to be, be positive every day, but I did it. And you yeah. know, that be a fact. I did it every day. Yeah. You went to work every single day. Now, I, I mean, I obviously had the tough time with the COVID, but I'll well, be honest. Well, you had a tough time with the, uh, you know, the whole marriage breakup and everything. Yeah, I, I thought you meant just during the COVID two years. No, no, no. Years I'm and, just talking about having downtimes that oh, could, yeah. that make you, you know, could potentially do you in if you allowed it. To. Oh, dude, I have lived half my life in the fucking bowels of the devil, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, you know, thankfully I'm happy now. You know. That's that's the one thing about COVID. I know so many people that are struggling to get back to life or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was living this way before COVID. I'm yeah, living this way after. It's well, like the perfect. Thing is, the thing is, is nothing outside your house changed for you. Nothing, nothing, nothing. at all. Because you were, you were uh, separated from yeah. society before this happened. So this was just normal everyday fare for you. I am piss bottles away from Howard Hughes. I mean, that's, that's, that's how close I am <laughs> wearing paper towels on your feet. That's, that's about it. That's all that's left. 
dude it's the weirdest thing man even like shoes feel weird to me man because i just don't wear them yeah well why would you yeah i never wear shoes you know what is that i am a fucking hillbilly now man (laughs) (laughs) well again you you live in your own little you know you've you've carved out your little niche and you've carved out your life and you know you're satisfied with however it is that you choose to live whether you choose to work you know 20 hours in it straight in a day or whether you choose to take a nap in the middle of the day or whether you choose to sit and veg and watch a marathon yeah and i do love it on television or whatever you want to do that's what you do because you can yep i love it dude believe me my my daughter's in the middle of changing jobs and i'm hearing every single complaint that reminds me that I never need to go back to work again. Mm-hmm. You know, everything from, I don't like the boss and I don't like this. And I don't like, you know, the boss, the pay, the hours, the time, what the expectation, you know, I hear all this bullshit and I'm just like, yep, I'm sitting at home watching TV, getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's what you need to do. Yeah. I'm, I, I can't imagine going back to the corporate world. That just, I know it's risky because you never have a for sure, you know, you never know for positive that like your rent is paid or anything, but man, I'll, I will take what I got over what most people are dealing with. Fuck yeah, that. Getcha. Well, I know that, uh, you know, I'm not going to end up doing what I'm doing now forever, but, uh, you know, my, uh, my secondary and third, uh, plans are, you know, I'm looking into it and trying to kind of gear my mind to it is, uh, you know, be, be really becoming a life coach. I never, I know we've talked about this kind of in jest and stuff, but you know, there's definitely a future there for that. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Not I, for you because you just don't have the tolerance. See, I think there's more of a future in it for me than for you, because oh, I think I, you will, cause you'll scare people off after one appointment. <laughs> yeah. You'll literally, you'll literally be like, they'll say to you, you'll ask them, what do they do? And you'll immediately be like, well, the first thing you got to do is stop smoking that weed. Then the next thing you got to do is stop smoking that fucking everything else. But I'm not going to become a life coach just on my own. There are classes you have to take and there are workshops you have to take and there are things to become a a certified life coach. And and you learn those skills of how to approach people's problems and and guide them in, in a certain direction. I, you know. for the life of me, can't see you sitting across from some fucking asshole that's that's trying to quit meth for the 14th time <laughs> and hasn't had a job in 12 years, well, and you telling them, yeah, I'll fix you. I'll fix you. Those people don't have money. They have insurance. Yeah, I don't know. that. Does insurance pay for life coaching? You get 12 mentals, a uh, uh, insurance policy based on the policy. Oh, yeah, but they, are, will they have money to have insurance? I'm only dealing with people who have money. Yeah. All right. Well, so you're dealing with people that don't need a life coach to have a life coach. No, no, no. They need a life coach because they don't know how to conduct themselves and spend their money correctly. They need to spend it on me so I can show (laughs) them how to spend it correctly. Right. So the rich, the rich bitches out there in the world who are spoiled, but they're, they're a train wreck, like the Lindsay Lohans of the world. Right. I could just see you now. You'll be like, here's what you do. You sit home, you do nothing except for go to work and come home. That'll be $65. <laughs> well, you think I work cheap? Well, I'm saying that's for the half hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I don't know. And then and the other, the other thing that I want to explore is doing some voiceover work. All right. Well, that... there's, there's so many podcasts out there and everybody's doing the whole podcast that everybody will probably want some 
you know, uh, professional voiceover promos or sweepers or bumpers no. or whatever. So, you know, that's the other thing I, I might want to look into. Yeah. I mean, I dude, I don't know why you just don't do that one. I mean, well, I, I'm, I'm going to, I just, you know, it's again, I'm, I'm, I leave the house at seven. I don't get home till six, you know, mm -hmm. after, after being gone for 12 hours or more, you're just, you're just kind of like, you know, fried mentally, mm -hmm. you know, but tell but you it, like it, a, it, it is tell you like I told my daughter this week, if you want it, you do it. There's no, there's no, I'm tired. There's oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. there's no hours. You, you want it bad enough. You don't sleep for two days. You get it done. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, you know, somehow, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I've, I've been able to maintain this show for going on 27 years now. Sure. So, so again, I, I agree with you. If you want it, you'll, you'll, you'll do it, you know? Yeah. That's, that's how I am. I just do it. I don't yeah. There's nothing that I could, there's nothing in my life where I'm like, man, I wish I could just do, no, I know it's just fucking do it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But if you left the house every day and we're gone every day, it might be a little, little more challenging. I'm not, I'd still want, I'm I, not saying you wouldn't do it. I'm just saying it'd be a little more challenging. Yeah. I, I think I would still want to, I would want to not be doing that so badly that I would force myself to not do that. Yeah, but, but the thing is, is my gig, I, I actually like my gig. I actually yeah. like what I do, you know? Right. Yeah. So, well, that's it. You, you, to me, it's not a drudgery. It's, it's not a drudgery in the least. Yeah. I mean, you do, you have a, you have good people that you work with. I mean, your bosses seem pretty cool from what I've interacted with them, which is a little bit now, you know, I have over the years interacted with your bosses mm -hmm. and, and they uh, seem you know, cool. They don't give you any shit about this. So, and you know, and the thing is, is, uh, it's really up to me how much money I knock down. Yeah. And that's yeah. always good. Yeah, so that's just uh that's another perk and another bonus. But again, I'm I'm looking to the future here that you know that's not gonna last forever. Right. So, so I'm looking at other things, you know, other yeah. alternatives. Don't I'll, blame I'll me. Always have a second or third uh, backup idea. So that's right. Those are two ideas that I have that I think I would actually like to do. Sure. Well, fire them up, my friend. Fire yeah, them up. And the thing is, is that the whole life coaching thing, you don't you don't even have to be in the same room with the person you can do what we're doing right now even better for you right oh, i don't yeah, want to exactly. actually see you <laughs> <laughs> yep so it's just like okay this is where we're at today it's it's like uh you know our good friend john levin who you built a nice website for and he wanted to do the online guitar lessons you know yeah mm -hmm. so you know being interactive with anybody around the globe is is very easy these days. You yeah. know, I, I don't have to have clientele that live within my city limits. You know, right? Exactly. They, they can live within the uh, limits of the World Wide Web for me. Yeah, they gotta. They gotta. At at worst, they have to have a library or a McDonald's with internet, and then they can be on. Then they can work with you. Mm hmm. Exactly. So. Anyway, just thoughts, thoughts for the future. Sure. Now, I, I saw you mentioned in the chat room, I, I played a new Scorpion song, uh, Gas in the Tank from Rock Believer. And yes, sir. You, you did mention that uh, for the VIP experience, uh, you and I took the time out of our week to uh, record a little over an hour's worth of uh, review of the yeah. brand new uh, Scorpion CD. 
Yeah. Yep. We, we, we did a long time. It was funny. Cause I think we had both said, yeah, let's do like 30 minutes. And then it was like an hour and a half. Yeah, I know, but, we get <laughs> talking, but, but we do give you a good sampling of the entire disc and give you our off the cuff, uh, you know, ideas and thoughts. And sure. of course it's entertaining and funny. And, you know, I think you'll enjoy it if you like scorpions or if you just like us, I yeah. think that, uh, you'll like the, you know, the special segment that uh, we put together for the, VIP uh, members. Yep. Which, which it will air directly after the show tonight. And yeah. It'll be available if you want to watch it tomorrow or through the week or something. Yep. It'll be it'll be over at locals at classicmetalshow.locals.com at three, I think three fifteen AM, I think is when it goes live. So yep. So uh anyway, for those of you who are, are night owls or in another part of the world where it's the middle of the day for you, there there will be a special uh one one hour and ten minute uh segment. Reviewing the new Scorpions. Yeah, or something to watch tomorrow or whenever. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's there. Yep, exactly. So uh, I uh, got a text message from my nephew uh, today. Yeah. <laughs> he says, he says, this year for my birthday, could you get me a membership to Man Camp? <laughs> man Camp. <laughs> man Camp. <laughs> that segment was fucking hilarious last year. I know, week. I loved it. I loved it. So, and and thanks to Mike Trevisano for uh, thinking of us. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> sending that in. That whole thing, that whole, psst, can I suck your cock? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Anthony. Too funny. Speaking of Anthony and O&A and stuff, yeah. I, I was listening to a segment where that Steve Carlisi, mm -hmm. your producer. Yeah. Uh, you know, Listening back to some of the segments where he was on, Opie did not like him. No, well, Opie didn't like anybody except Opie. Yeah, well, that's part is true. But man, I, I was I was remembering when uh, you know he was on the show, and I thought I'm gonna look that you know look a couple of his things up, and uh, you know he committed suicide back in what 2012, right? You know, and I guess uh, Anthony during one of his compound shows. Yeah, he basically uh, made the flat-out statement that uh, Steve that Opie drove Steve to kill himself. Wouldn't be shocking to me. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know that I would give another person that kind of strength over me, but you know. <laughs> well, that's what he said anyway. That's that that was the uh, that was the comment that was made, but, right? Uh, but yeah, uh, I've been I just been dredging up just all kinds of stuff that they've been doing, and just sure. I, it's just like, man, it just seems like yesterday. But then I look, oh, that was 2006. Oh, right. that segment was 2008. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit, where'd the time go? I know, dude, we're getting old super, super fast. I know, but it just, it just flew by though. Cause it just seemed, it just seemed like yesterday that I'd be riding in my car on my way into the office or something and listening to ONA on XM, you yeah. know, and it's, dude, just, it's crazy. I remember having the conversations with you about getting XM and you were like, uh, who's yeah, going to well, pay for radio? That's fucking terrible. And then I was no, like, dude, yeah. you'll love it. Well, again, I, I got it with my 2006 Monte Carlo. It came right. with car, you know, and then I was able to listen, but you know, you were on board with that, you know, a couple years before me. Right. You know, but again, you know, until you have it and listen to it, you just don't get the gravity of it. Yeah. Kind of like this show. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, I can't tell you how many people are like, I listened once and you guys fucking suck. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, fair well, enough. 
at least you listen for yeah. five. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them that. They listened once, but for a minute or two. They didn't get that instant laugh, and therefore we suck. <laughs> well, the thing is, is we're such an old show that if you, you have to be a longtime listener to get a lot of the references. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously we... We cover different subjects every week, but until you understand or know our personalities or get where our, you know, our subtleties are, sure, you, you probably won't get the joke. Right, exactly. But whatever. Mine is not to worry about any of that shit. Why would you? <laughs> Look, listen, don't. It's all good. Whatever <laughs> you want to do. I don't you, live, care. you live over there in your, your hermit world and, uh, you know, you got nothing to be concerned about except you, yourself, and yourself. That's right. <laughs> well, next week, next Saturday, uh, after the show is over, uh, the uh, time goes forward again. Oh, really? It does. Son of a bitch. I fucking, I, it, I don't even care what the, what the time changes are. You just don't like when it changes uh, regardless if it's forward or back. You just yeah, don't I, like the fact that it changes at all. And, and I'm like the worst of any of them. Cause I really don't live on a clock anyway, but man, especially when it does that, then I'm up till fucking like 10 o'clock in the morning, cutting <laughs> the show up. It's like, son of a bitch. Well, the only thing I'm looking forward is the, you know, the longer daylight in the, in the uh, evening. So I can actually get out and start, you know, getting on the trail again and getting a little exercise. Right. Sure. It was nice today. Yeah. It was 70 here. Yeah. I actually opened the door for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I opened the door. I took a peek out and then I shut the door immediately and went back to, went back to my bedroom and closed the door. Yeah. Well, I actually have have the grand plan of I'm going to work outside most days here in the spring and summer. I'm actually going to spend some time outside this year. How you mean? How, what do you mean you're going to work outside? I'm going to work outside. I'm going to take a laptop out out front, and I got a little little table and some oh, chairs gotta, and stuff. You're gonna and, sit in your driveway like a lemonade stand. I have a patio, thank you. <laughs> sit out your driveway. Yeah. You don't have the garage anymore since you made it into some rooms. You just you sit in your lawn chair inside yeah. your garage and watch the cars go by. It's like the Rev on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Do you ever live in one of those neighborhoods or seen those neighborhoods where people sit in their garage? Yeah, d- dude, that was that was what my ex was doing with with her now deceased husband. Is that right? They would uh, sit in the garage. Yeah, I rolled up once, dropping my son off over over at her place and there they were two chairs set up in the garage <laughs> i never understood I was, that yeah i was like jesus this is fantastic you know <laughs> i've seen that it's just like who's who sits in their garage now what's next taking a nap in the kitchen i mean jesus <laughs> christ what are you doing i've seen that though it's usually older people who do that they yeah. they, they have the garage door open they got two lawn chairs and they sit in their garage and they yeah. sit there and just watch out the garage yeah it's like oh look at that there's there's nature out there but i'm safe in the garage it's like what what, what is that all about yeah how about move an extra 10 feet outside (laughs) how about people who have like a tv in their garage right now that i could support no no, i'm kidding (laughs) is that to me i have a tv in every room are you kidding me it's funny though i've seen people have a tv in their garage and they got their lawn chair set up and they're sitting in their garage watching tv dude have you seen the shower tvs now that they sell no 
it, they it's sell, a waterproof TV. Yeah, it's a waterproof TV that you mount in your shower. And don't think for one second I haven't thought many times about fucking about uh, buying one just so that I don't have to go, you know, the distance from setting my phone down to taking a shower without my TV on. <laughs> See, I, I, I can't even imagine doing that. <laughs> I mean, am I, when I'm in the shower, I'm in there to take a shower. I don't have time to pause. And what the hell just happened there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but if, if you're like me, Dude, I'm 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 so bad about this thing now, man. It's literally well, it's consumed your life. It has. It's I, I was watching wrestling the other night on Wednesday night. I'm watching AEW and there was a good match on and I had to piss like nobody's business. And I literally pulled it up on my phone so that I could walk to the bathroom, go take a piss, and come back without missing any of the action. I don't want to miss a thing. I might miss that signature fucking finisher or something. Can't miss that. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not that plugged into TV. I mean, I, I there are some things I like to watch, but, you know, my TV watching, it amounts to maybe two hours a day at the most. Oh, man, please. You know how, you know how long it takes me to get to two hours of watching TV? Two, two hours. hours. <laughs> Look, this is the hardest stretch for me now. I go six hours without watching TV. Yeah, well, see, like today, I didn't watch any TV at all. I was oh. here, I was home all day long, didn't watch one, one bit of television. That is insanity. That is just insanity. I literally, I literally have these little clips by by different desks in the house so that I can watch on my phone if I'm not near a TV. <laughs> I don't think I can watch TV on a phone. Oh, I can. I will all summer because I can guarantee you, I will have my phone set up my either my phone or an iPad, one of the two, and I'll be outside watching TV while I'm working on the, um, on the MacBook pro or whatever. Yeah. You know, I will be watching TV still. I'll just be outside doing it. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny though. Speaking of watching TV on a small device. Yeah. If, if you watch any of those eighties uh, movies, uh, like uh, wall street mm -hmm. or, or uh, rain man, yeah, on Wall Street, uh, when uh, when um, Charlie Sheen was meeting with Michael Douglas in the bar, yeah, he, he uh, Michael Douglas had just bought this teeny like a little transistor TV for his son, and it had a screen on it like two inches by two inches, right? Because this is the latest thing from uh, Japan. It's for my <laughs> son; he'll really dig this, you know. Right. And then uh, on uh, Rain Man, that uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, bought uh, bought his brother that uh, small TV so he could watch uh, Judge Wapner in the car. Sure, <laughs> or or Wheel of Fortune, right, dude? When I was in Korea, I had one of those little the little it was about the size of a CB radio. Yeah, but it was like double thick because it had like a three inch by three inch screen. Right, that was my that was my kind of portable TV that I had when I was. Sure. <laughs> When I was in Korea to watch football games at like three o'clock in the morning, because they would broadcast the American football, mm -hmm. but it was like 3 a.m. or whatever time over there. Sure. So I'd be, I'd be watching the shit until one, one night I was drunk out of my mind and the Browns fucking took a loss and that TV went right into a door. So, so, so what would that be? Like Monday morning? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Getting ready for work. Yeah. <laughs> getting ready for work and I would still be trashed and fucking <laughs> yeah. 
Sure as shit, Browns took a loss, and that TV went right through it, right into a door, and just shattered. <laughs> like, oh, son of a bitch. You <laughs> have anger issues. Not anymore. I got rid of them just about 10 years ago. <laughs> well, angry Aiken. Yeah, I used to have angry issues. Anger I, I, issues. I, I played your angry Aiken bumper at the beginning of the show today. Why? You think I'm mad? No, I just, I just thought it was funny. Oh, it is funny. The whole, the whole, Hey, smart guy. <laughs> no, not that. Not that. Oh, the, the, uh, Ang angry Anderson, angry Anderson, knighting you, Chris Aiken. Angry, angry, Chris Aiken. <laughs> angry, angry Chris Aiken. I just remember when you did that and I had no idea what you were doing well, until it started was, happening. It was a surprise. It was supposed yeah. to be a surprise. I was like, you were like, you were like talking to him and he was getting it and I didn't get it. I was like, what are you guys fucking talking about? And then he's like, Chris Aiken, Neil as Chris Aiken. I was like, what? <laughs> I knight the Chris. Yeah angry chris aiken the <laughs> dark uh, that's so funny <laughs> it's good yep very good but uh, a lot of fun and uh you know uh, you know i've been kind of doing a little reminiscing and thinking back about you know the the opportunities that we've had over you know the decades to talk to some cool people and i sure. thought i thought speaking to angry anderson was pretty cool Oh, it was fun, dude. He was, For, he, was, he was super cool. Very nice guy to talk to. Just easy going. Yeah. Dude, Ed, and for me, as a huge Rose Tattoo fan, that was like an all-timer for me was to talk sure. to Angry Anderson. <laughs> I still can't believe that after three years, they finally canceled my show instead. It's not going to happen now. I'm like, son of a bitch. I really wanted to see that show. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. But. Dude, I'm excited. They 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 finally announced a plush, another plush show here in Cleveland, and and it's perfect for me. It's like two, it's plush and seven dust in May. I am so going to that. Now this is this is they're gonna wrap up their tour with Slash and then yeah, do then the seven dust thing. Then they're jumping on for fifteen shows or whatever with seven dust. Dude, whoever their manager is deserves highest praise. That dude has kept those girls on nothing but great tours for well, a year I mean, you know again uh that's that's the difference between success and failure is is who who you well number one obviously the girls have a work ethic sure absolutely and they're, and they're talented yeah and they got hooked up with the right people mm -hmm. i mean it's it's just insane though the tours that they've had mm -hmm. dude bands that we've known for 15 20 years haven't had as many good tours as plush has in a year. Well, you know how many horrible managers there are out there that just, mm -hmm. I mean, aside from bands and things, look, look at the number of failed, uh, rock shows that, oh. that, that we know just poor management people mm -hmm. think they know what they're doing, right. you know, and, and they fail miserably. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and whoever, as you said, I don't know, I don't know a whole lot about plush as far as their, you know, who's, who's running their show, right. but, uh, yeah, every week you're telling me, well, they just got hooked up with Wolfgang. Oh, they got hooked up with slash. Now they're hooked up with seven dust. Now they're hooked up with, uh, Daughtry that, and, and uh, that chick out of, uh, hailstorm hailstorm. Yeah. Yeah. I do. The, the number of great tours has been un unreal for that. I dude, They're not even two years old as a band. I know, but they're, but they're workers though. They're, yeah, they're they workers. are, mm -hmm. you know, 
I don't know if they're making any money doing what they're doing because, you know, more often than not, these type of things are buy-ons. Yeah. Who do you think is, who do you think is bankrolling them? I think, I don't think they're buying onto these shows. I think you don't they're, think so? nah, you think they've gotten past the point of being a buy-on? I think so. I, the, their management is pretty legit. Uh, their, their management, everything about them is, is different level to where I don't think that they're buying onto these gigs. I think they're getting offered these gigs. Hmm, interesting. They have, I mean, dude, it's, it's well, I a mean, lot. If they were, I hope, I hope that's the case. A lot of it is the fact that, um, they have a big following. They have that big social media following. And I know you, you hate the social media, but in, in today's world, that is what counts. And well, what, what did I say about social media? Yeah, it's great for, it's great for artists, but exactly. It's great for promotion. It's great for bands and this and that, but on a personal level, I don't think most people need to have social media. Yeah. No. Nobody gives a shit what you got to say. Yeah. And, and not only that, but most people mishandle it. Right. And, and that's the other thing that they do too. They don't post any of their personal shit online. None of it. See, that's smart. It's all, it's all, Hey, Good Detroit, people. thanks for a great show tonight. We're off to Chicago and you mm -hmm. know, that, that's, that's all they post and pictures and of them on stage. And that's all they should post. That's yep, it. We're going to be in, you know, we're going to be in Texas this week or mm -hmm. we just got booked on this tour. You know, we got new merchandise or we yeah. just released a new single or, you know, whatever the case, that's all that's good for. That's all they should be. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. But dude, I'll tell you, th this made me just nuts. You know, Brooke, the drummer, the real, the real hot blonde yeah, yeah. in the mm -hmm. band today's her 19th birthday. Yeah, good on her. Jesus. <laughs> 19. Yeah. Still a child. Well, whatever. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, they're out there working it. And, uh, you know, again, we, we, we've, we've known of, well, look at, Look at Hanson. Remember Hanson? Yeah, sure. They were just little boys. Yeah, but but everybody acknowledged them as little boys. I don't think people are acknowledging plush as little girls. Well, you know, they got a grown up look about them. Yeah, you know, they're, they're they're not they're not you know they're not uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, she the, the, Hannah Montana. Oh, um, Cyrus, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they don't look like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, no. When she was Hannah Montana, yeah. they, they they look like grown, mature women. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, I'm happy for him. I I know I text with Mariah pretty much every week. We we throw at least a text back and forth, and they seem to be having a lot of fun. And goddamn well, they if they're not, and goddamn if they're not getting great shows. That's just well, well, fantastic. I, I'm, I'm glad to see somebody with talent and somebody who works hard and and you know got hooked up with the whoever it is that's watching out for them yeah whoever is surface management whoever that is i don't know okay. who that is but whoever it is they're doing a hell of a job i mean obviously they're not going to sell records you know no. that's that's nothing that's not going to happen i mean obviously if they you know get big enough uh you know and i don't know if they do you think do you do you think they'll have enough songs in the tank to carry them through for a few years that that would oh, break them, break them through to to be you know uh, at the level of let, let's just I'm going to throw a newer band out there that really took the world by storm obviously was like a like a Greta Van Fleet sure do I think they have the songs yeah okay yeah, they, they they first of all half of the songs 
more than half of that album of the plush album are Mariah solo songs. Well, that they I, just know, redid. I, I get that. I get so, that. But there, there's a lot of older material there that they yeah. fortunately were able to reach back and, you know, record mm -hmm. or record or whatever the case may be. But my point is, is obviously they're a, they're a good live band yeah. and, you know, and, and the fact that they're chicks, obviously they're, that's the novelty of that. Yeah. But the thing is, is do, do you think that they'll have enough to carry them through? Or do you think their management, whoever their management is, even if they have to bring uh, outside writers in or whatever the case may be, if they'll do that, like, like, you know, like the bands of the nineties had a lot of success with that Diane Warren or that sure. Desmond child, or, you know, mm -hmm. bring those type of people in sure. to, you know, co-write some music for them. Well, if need be, I'll say this now, officially, they can have scars for their very own. If they, <laughs> if they, if they need a song scars is available. You know, <laughs> I think they'll be fine. I, I, Mariah, t she was telling me know, a month or so ago that she's, she, she writes every day and that she has, you know, dozens and dozens of songs and that she's excited just to, to sit down and try and write stuff with them as well. You know, mm -hmm. cause all those songs were written just for her voice. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing that, that plush as, as much as they've made a lot of headway, the one thing they didn't do that they should do is they got to focus on the other girl singing too. the girl, Ashley, the bass mm -hmm. player. She's got an amazing voice too. Okay. Well, see, see, I'm, I'm going to, I, I, I just hope that they don't fall into the, uh, into the Bengals trap. Oh, that because, everybody thinks they're a star. Well, the thing is, is obviously Susanna Haas was the standout mm -hmm. front front woman. Sure you know, singer, good looks, you know, uh, personality, the whole thing. And they, they had a really good run as a girl band between what, 84 to 90, maybe 91. Right. Yeah. But between 84 and 91, they had a, they had a good six or seven years there. And mm -hmm. then things, the cracks started developing because of the jealousies and yeah. Suzanne was getting all the attention and she, you know, all that other stuff. I, I just hope that kind of thing doesn't happen to them. Yeah. Well, I, if I was betting and I, and believe me, I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm wrong on this, but if I was betting those four will not be the final four of plush, no way they're, because they're too young just mm -hmm. because they're, if, if for no other reason you put four, four 20 year old women together, send them out in a room together where they spend all their time on and off the stage together. How long is that going to last? Well, that's kind of my point. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I, I just, I hope the, I hope they are able to manage those little idiosyncrasies mm -hmm. that seem to cause, you know, the cracks to develop within yeah. the organization. And then it's just like, oh, I don't like this girl. She pisses me off or how yeah. come Mariah gets all the attention and I can write songs too. And you know, that, that kind of a thing, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and. And let's not even get into the whole wait till there's a boyfriend that's also somehow in the business somehow. And now he's the manager, blah, blah, blah. Right. Let's not even get into all that nonsense. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, they got a lot of shit to overcome and I hope they do. I, all I know is, you know, and I said this to Mariah is I, I, I like the fact that they, they just seem like they're really fucking 
good people, you know, and they're, yeah. they're trying to be good people. They're not trying to be douchey fucking rock stars. <laughs> and I think that'll probably help them. That'll help them along the way because, you know, doing all the stuff that they do now, if, if it wanes a little bit, I think people will still be there to, to give them interviews and to give them press and to give them time where if they're dicks, then, you know, it's an instant no on the interview trail. True. You know, you know, and, and, and bands go by the wayside for that, man. I mean, and, and the thing is bands go by the wayside because they burn out the marketplace mm -hmm. because they're, they're too present all the time. Yeah. And that so is where, a, people, the, where people start not giving a shit about them. It's just like, yeah, I just saw them at such and such a place like, you know, three months ago. Right. Well, I hope, I hope that they, I mean, I, I'm quite sure. You know, I, I sort of know a little bit about what's going on, but um, they're, they're going to tour for the rest of this year. But once the rest, of, once this year is over, they need to get off the road for a little while because yeah, then they're going to start being part. You know, eighteen straight months on the road—that that's when you start being overexposed a little bit, and you know, and you're showing up and playing stuff that is old for people. You know, people in the two second generation are not going to be looking to hear champion and athena and you know hate yeah, you know two years later I'm burning, burning out the market yeah. yeah they're gonna have to get off the road for a little while mariah's gonna have to go back to doing doing karaoke in her bedroom <laughs> <laughs> well like you uh i i wish them all the luck and success in the world and if uh you know they can keep it together and Right. you know, not, not allow the pitfalls to, uh, you know, affect them, yeah. you know, if somehow they could stay immune to that kind of a thing, that, that would be the most, uh, desirable thing for them. Right. Sure. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think we're in it to see it. We're, we're going to see it all the way through. I'm imagining. Sure. Well, so. I'm going to have to, uh, catch a live show myself, you know, hey, you and just missed one. They were just there. They were just there, uh, Friday. They were in Chicago. Well, who'd they play with? Slash. Well, where did he play? Was that place Arcadia <laughs> Theater, maybe? Uh, Arcada? No, Arcada? I didn't see it. I don't think he was at the Arcada because I get see. a newsletter all the time. Slash Chicago 2022. He played um, the Riviera, Riviera Riviera Theater. Okay. On March yeah. 2nd, so Wednesday. I got gotcha. you. Well, again, um, you know, I guess, I guess the, uh, the, uh, city of Chicago finally lifted their mask and vax mandates now. Right. So, so I guess normal people can go to places without, uh, you know, being harassed like, uh, 1940s Germany. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> as I absolutely refuse to, uh, comply with that kind of garbage. Yeah. I'm with you there. And now I'm reading. Now I'm reading, and this is a whole nother thing. I won't get into this, but now I'm reading about they're starting to see the side effects. Oh, good. They're starting to find the side effects. And I'm just like, thank God I didn't, wasn't one of those sheeple. Yeah. Well, you know, at least you and I will still be able to get on camera with only two heads total. <laughs> so I was going to, uh, I'll send you the article that I read, but it was just like, oh boy, this is not good. Well, of course not. You know, it, it, the thing is, is now they're all there. And, and you know what I'm noticing? I don't, I know you don't pay attention to stuff. Yeah. There have been a lot of deaths 
Have you seen how many people have died in the last like three or four months? Oh yeah. It's all natural causes at 42 or whatever. (laughs) I, I, every day I'm seeing two and three, you know, quote unquote celebrities or somebody Mm -hmm. who had some celebrity or whatever every day. Yeah. And there's every day natural causes 28. (laughs) Sure. So I'm thinking, man, there just seems to be a lot of celebrity style deaths in the last, since like November of last year. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude, it's just an unhealthy time. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. It's just an unhealthy time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm reading about all the, um, the DNA and heart problems and the blood clot problems and things that are just starting to crop up now that Mm -hmm. are, you know, so I'm just like, man, glad I had the presence of mind. Yeah. Well, everybody made their choices. And you know, when, when your family members start dying and you just remember, remember those that were giving me shit, just remember, that's all I got to say. Oh, you know what? I saw a meme. I think, uh, I think, uh, Sal had sent me a meme or a story today or, or whatnot with all this, with all this war and things going on over there, you know, Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this, uh, what did he send me here? It just made me laugh because there's a lot of truth to it. Um, the hell was it? Oh, Americans who cowered under government oppression for two, two years, urge Ukrainians to die for their freedom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, <fair. laughs> Don't go without your mask. Hey, you Ukrainians, go out there and fight for your freedom. Show those Russians what you're made of. Right. <laughs> Where's my mask? Yeah. <laughs> that that is that is a funny um, you know, uh parallel. Yeah, it is. I mean, dude, it's the world we live in is just totally fucked. I mean, it let's, is. let's just admit it. It's just totally fucked every which way you look. I agree. Bizarre, man. Isn't it nice that we could talk about this now that we're not on fucking YouTube? <laughs> oh, yeah. The other thing, I, I noticed that you answered in the chat room that uh, YouTube is no longer. YouTube is no longer. We are not doing it live anymore over there. Fuck that. Yep. That's what Rumble is for. Yeah. And it looks like we got, I don't know, 75 people or something watching on Rumble. So That's nice. Well, hello, 75 people on Rumble. Yeah. I, then, I see our little, I see your little, uh, uh, Chiron. Is that what you call that? Chiron? Chiron oh, the, on the bottom where it the shows ticker. the ticker, yeah, the ticker yeah. <laughs> down along the bottom of the screen showing everybody's in the chat room. Yeah. Everybody that, that, that supported this, that is, right? It's everybody that supported this, this week or this month. Oh, is or that whatever. right? Okay. Yeah. Did I you took, put that in there or does it yeah. just go there by no, itself? I, I took the time. Oh, you did that. Dude, I make a I make a buck twenty five a week. I'm not wasted. <laughs> I go I I put in all the extras for that dollar twenty five a week. I just, I just wanted to understand what I was looking at here. Yeah, yeah, I threw in their names. You know. Oh, cheese nut, Belmont seventy two, Terp dude, Holly C, King Trump, J I twenty two, Paul Miles, Corey nineteen seventy, oh, Wash Wow, look at that, Angie Dockin, Cookie Burner. Cloud Mechanic. There's tons of them Paul in there. Junior, man. 666, Texas Brian, Chili Dog. Look at that. All Lib- Libtard Cunt Fag. Yeah, Libtard Cunt Fag checking that, in. That, that one's my favorite. Lim- That's 
<laughs> Libtard Cuntfag is my favorite. I like that anything I say is potentially a name. Bill <laughs> yes. Luz, John Phillips, Darren, Mark Riggs, Henry Lee Summer, Evan Scott, yeah. uh, Finch. So, Snake 65. Yeah, all you guys. Yeah, there's a lot of Chris. them in there. I'll be able to buy another uh, box of rounds for my new 357. In no time. Just, just, just 50 more signups, and I'll be able to buy 100 rounds. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of 100 rounds and yeah. 357 and guns, we got mm -hmm. a guest coming up in the, in this hour, this we next do. hour. We do. So uh, we're going we're gonna to probably take a break here. Mm-hmm get him on the line and talk uh talk all what's going on with our good friend jericho green that's right so uh well let's play a few tunes okay uh clear the palette get ready for uh mr jericho green and uh we're going to talk to him about his new venture okay as well as uh, what's going on in uh Chicago. that's right which i'm sure you're aware of i'm Are not actually i'm oh, really, really? Not. chicago no yeah oh yeah you're going to love this. And no, uh, yeah. I've got a few things that I want to talk to Mr. Green about. So, okay. uh, and I'm sure you do as well. So uh, let's play a few tunes. So I'll let you pick a tune. So what should we play? Right. Um, I am interviewing our, our long lost friend, Damon Johnson um, on Tuesday. So why don't we go with some brother Kane. Okay. And go with the last time from the debut. Okay. Brother Kane. Yeah. Okay. You said the last time? Yep. Uh, let's see here. Ba, 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 ba. Brother Kane, that would be their debut. Just debut. Self titled. Yep. yep. Let's see here. Last time. Oh, there it is. Song number seven. There you go. All right. Well, we're going to play a few tunes. We'll come back and we're going to talk to Jericho Green. So here it is. It's Brother Kane with the last time exclusively here on your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Ninja! <laughs> 